Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussions, news, and interviews presenting the film scene with Ileana Douglas. Ileana is an actress, writer, author, and film historian with a need to discuss movies that borders on obsession. You'll learn the history of movies one great story at a time. The film scene is the deep cuts of movie podcasts featuring movies we love by the people who made them. And now, Ileana Douglas. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here in the house of Ileana Douglas. Hi there, good morning. Um, it's, I was just saying, it's very podcasty of us to be sitting in your breakfast nook looking on the uh, streets of Spalding Square. That's right, our historic. Just think how many movie actresses came up and down. This house was built in 1919, so it's 100 years old. Who are some of the your favorite people that you've had in this house? Oh, my God. I, there's so many. I look around, well, I have an old-timey piano there uh, who, you know, Jeff Goldblum has played the piano. <laughs> Sharon Stone sang cowboy songs. <laughs> we had a lot of people talk about the night. Uh, we had um, James Woods singing uh, Rolling Stones songs. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. Mean, but uh, all sorts of movie, you know, all sorts of movie people, writers, fights, uh, boyfriends, just, just clamoring to get in. <laughs> Not really that. Well, the reason we are uh, not at our podcast studio today, guys, is because we did our first live show on Sunday. Today's Tuesday. This is airing Thursday if you're listening to this on the podcast. But it was really great. You're going to hear an interview with Ileana and Bella Lugosi Jr. Um, that we uh, streamed from the Alex Theater. Really cool experience. Oh, my God. It was First of all, the theater, we were driving to Glendale, which we never do. And when I got a glimpse of the theater... Uh, I, it was the Alex Theater. It was, I don't know what year it was built, but just an amazingly restored, beautiful theater. The downstairs, we got in the downstairs. Well, no, wait, first we saw, we knew that Bella Lugosi Jr. was there because we saw his vanity plate on yes. his car. Bella Jr., which I thought was amazing. We took pictures of that. And then uh, downstairs, they had the horror, movie, horror music playing really loudly. That was really funny. And we, because we were selling books, it reminded me of my book tour. I said, remember carrying the easel in the gigantic poster? Oh, showbiz. 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 It was cool. The theater, it was interesting because it felt like sort of a classic Art Deco theater, but somehow it was also very well kept and clean. Beautiful. I feel like you can't always get both. Either it's an old theater, so it has sort of like the dusty, old, antique yeah. feel, or it's a new theater and doesn't have character, but this had both. Yes, plus uh, everybody welcomed us, and the idea to see these two great movies, The Raven and uh, The Old Dark House, the one my grandfather is in on the, on, on the big screen, too, and both prints looked uh, amazing, I, I thought. Yeah, it was fun. It's As you guys know, this is dropping on Halloween, so right now there's, as much as LA can ever do any kind of holiday, the Halloween buzz has kind of been around the city, and it did get me in the mood to watch these old films. I thought so, yeah, the scary movies. Some of these old uh, scary movies are really, they're so great, and seeing Bela Lugosi, you know, one of my favorite things that his son said was when he went to the movies with his father and all the kids <laughs> would would get scared. I thought that was really funny. Like, why why are all the kids looking at my dad and screaming and running away? <laughs> That's true. I'm sure as someone's child, it's impossible to view them as anything but your parents. Yeah, especially somebody like Bela. Bela Lugosi. Bela. Um, it was, we watched The Raven, though, and you guys have seen that film. 
it there's some unsettling moments. It's interesting. I was reading about the film and they kind of buried it after it ran in theaters because of all the torture themes. Yeah, they uh, well based on a Poe uh, Edgar Allan Poe story, and uh, so they weave some of that in. Mm-hmm. But it you do get to see both Boris Karloff uh, and Bela Lugosi on screen. Yeah, at the t- at the at the same time, and uh, poor Boris Karloff too under. Jesus, this hideous make it was it was really scary. It was like plastic surgery gone wrong, right? He has the one he he decides to distort his face. So is was he more unsettling in that movie or the real housewives after too many surgeries, Ileana? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I don't see that real housewives, I'm gonna go with Bella Gosey. I was oh, I was thinking of a story for my grandfather's book that when he did the old dark house and then subsequently he did this movie called The Vampire Bat with Bela Lugosi and he thought that when they, when they did The Old Dark House Bela Lugosi again in this very very heavy makeup for that film he said he used to have to get there at 4 o'clock in the morning Wow! and he felt so bad for him he said here he was this civilized man drinking tea and very sophisticated and you know locked under having to do this get there at four and my grandfather thought that was a cautionary tale so he never did he didn't do any horror movies after that he he hightailed it uh back to new york and did theater and then when he came out he was more of a leading man but this was the early part of his career where they couldn't you know they just threw him in a bunch of different things so the old dark house was really his only horror project that he did well he did he did three he did uh the old dark house and they were all around the same time the vampire bat and then there's another one, and I'm going to say it wrong, but it, it's something like Naitsi, na, and it's about Titsi flies. Interesting. I, uh, Nagazi or something. It's very strange like that. Now, I haven't seen that one. Okay. Uh, that one seems to be very rare. Interesting. But he did three, and that was enough for him. Vampire Bat was the one that he said, all right, I'm done. The, lad, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is even in the old dark house, I feel like your grandfather still is sort of playing a leading man type. Yeah. You know, it's what was interesting about that movie is I felt like sometimes in horror movies, they put the characters through horrifying situations, but it almost felt like there was the horror element of the movie, then sort of the <laughs> right. almost romantic... Yeah, the romantic comedy element. Yeah. Where he... He, uh, where Charles Lawton shows up, and Charles Lawton, very young, he was also great. Yeah. But he, yeah, shows up with a girl, a chorus girl, and who's uh, sort of easy, I guess. And then she and my grandfather end up falling for each other, which happened very quickly in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick. I won't. We won't give away what happens to the couple. I bet you can predict it, but it is yeah. a. Uh, it's a whirlwind romance. I thought that one of the surprising things was the amount of stunts that they had I know. That, that he had to do, which really made me nervous having chairs broke. I mean, even though they're, you know, breakaway chairs, it looked very uh, da- dangerous to me. Yes, that is a uh, peek behind the curtain, guys. That's Ileana's Chauncey. That's Chauncey Gardner <laughs> agreeing. Yeah, you were you. Yeah, I love it. Well, it was a really, really wonderful show, and we're, um, as always, thankful for listening, guys. This is our very first live show with Bela Lugosi Jr., hopefully not our last. Um, I'd say for a first live show, it went pretty well. I think so. I, I, you know, I love the audience. I wish we could have done more uh, Mm -hmm. Q&A questions, but I, again, I always try to ask things you know, it, it, I mean, to me, he some of the revelations he made about his 
father and you know meeting uh, Martin Landau you, you know you just you're never going to hear these stories again and his father so I thought that the, one of the most emotional things he said which people hear in the interview is when he said that a day doesn't go by where he's not asked about his father yeah and I just thought that was such an amazing legacy and again a reminder of how lucky we were to be in Los Angeles and just yeah. be near these people and and do interviews you know, with them. Absolutely. Well, as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast if you're not. We're live every Thursday at 2 p.m. on the Popcorn Talk channel on YouTube, and this uh, podcast feed that you're listening to is updated weekly. Next week, we have uh, Heather's writer, Daniel Waters, which we're very excited about. Yes, and a tribute to uh, high school movies. And high school movies, exactly. So, um, yeah, we're really excited for that, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the interview. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the historic Alex Theater. I'm Randy Carter, board member, and... I'm Ileana Douglas, and I feel like we're in vaudeville here. Darling, we are. So I'm going to hand this to Ileana, and we're going to bring our guests out and uh, break a leg. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, uh, Sarah Karloff could not be here. But we have Mr. Bella Lugosi, Jr. Would you like to sit there? And this is my uh, podcaster, Jeff Graham. We're actually recording tonight because it's such a momentous occasion for us to have you here. And I told you backstage, your father and my grandfather did two films together. So yeah. that's a momentous occasion for, oh, oh, for me. He had a very small part, but very memorable. He was, he was fantastic. Yeah, the reclusive star was in that movie. Yes. So, and oh, also just so everyone knows, uh, if you have any questions, sort of think of some questions. We don't have time for too many, but uh, if you have some questions, please think of them. So the first thing I wanted to ask you, uh, which is very exciting, your father's cape. You just made a donation to the Academy. So I was wondering if you could talk to us about that. Yes, this was actually a, a pretty momentous endeavor on the part of the Lugosi family. Uh, I, I, my mother preserved, my dad preserved the cape that he wore in the film and passed it down to my mother. He passed it down to me. It's been like 80 some years we've had it in the family. And recently the family has donated that to the, the museum, the Motion Picture Museum. Wonderful. Another question I wanted to ask you was it uh, about your dad's heritage. He was Hungarian. Yes, my dad was born in the town of Lugos, from which he ultimately took his, his name, his stage name. And that's now in Romania. But at the time he was born, that was part of Hungary. And then he went from there. Uh, Fairly young age, started acting, and then went to uh, 
Vienna and Germany and Berlin and pursued his career there. And in the early 1920s, he boarded a ship in Trieste from uh, Paris, I believe it was from Italy, came to New Orleans, made his way to New York, went through Ellis Island, and became a naturalized American citizen. And when he was in Hollywood, was he around a kind of a Hungarian contingent in Hollywood? Well, there was in New York, and then when he came to Los Angeles to do the Dracula motion picture, there was a Hungarian contingent there as well. And uh, there was a, a meeting house that uh, the people had, and I remember being taken to events there with all the Hungarian community. Uh, also, you know, he kept his, the roots alive for himself. Uh, the blood drive, he helped uh, you know, the Hungarian community. Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I know you weren't on a, a lot of his films, but you were on one very particular film, which I think we all know, and what was that? Uh, I was on two. The first one, I don't remember because I was only like one or two years old. But the one I remember, I was 10 years old. It was in 1948, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Okay. And do you have, and what were Abbott and Costello like? Well, you know, they didn't have much to do with me. <laughs> 10 year old kid. But I'll tell you, Glenn Strange and Lon Chaney Jr. were very nice to me. They, they took me to the commissary in full makeup. Yeah, wow. That was the scene. So when you were on these film sets, did you, and I've seen photographs, and you look so much like your dad, and obviously you have the same name, but did you, you became a, an attorney. You are, yeah, I took his good advice. <laughs> now what when you're when somebody calls you up and they have you know you go into court and you say well my lawyer's Bella Lugosi Jr. Who's your lawyer? Well you know I, I never wanted and did a trade on my name but I can tell you that there's hardly a day goes by that somebody doesn't recognize the name and say such nice things like you people. True. Just the legacy. Another question I wanted to ask was that you were very involved in getting a law enacted called the Celebrity Rights Act. And I was wondering if you could talk about that. Uh, that's quite an odyssey. It's the law today protecting the rights of celebrities. But in 1963, while I was still in law school, Universal started licensing various companies to make items bearing my dad's name and likeness. And so I bought a lawsuit and, and won. But then, but then it got reversed on, on appeal. And then the legislature took up the matter and passed the Celebrity Rights Act, which made into law my position that I had, namely that the rights 
to the name and likeness of a deceased celebrity survive the death of that celebrity. That's amazing. Well, thank you. And I had a question, too. Well, I guess this is an obvious. Do you have a favorite film of your dad's? Well, you know, I have to say Dracula because it's so classic. It is a classic. But really, The Black Cat. The Black Cat. When, and, and what was your dad, I mean, from what I've read, he was a very, you know, soft-spoken man off camera. What, what, were, what was he like as a dad at home? Well, he could be soft-spoken, but as you'll see in the movie Raven that you're going to see tonight, uh, it was all but uh, calm. <laughs> but then, what was your question? What? Well, I was saying, you know, at home, Oh, yes, yes. Hobbies. Yes. That's my most frequently asked question. What was, what was it like? Well, for me, well, for one thing, Dad was 56 when I was born. He was quite an age difference. And um, to me, he was just there. You know, when you go to the movies with friends of mine, my parents would take me. The other kids would hide behind the seat. <laughs> to me, it was his dad. I, I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> That's so funny. When, anyway, he, you know, he was also a real gentleman. You know, he, had, he didn't have a formal education, but he was very well read in all sorts of subjects. He had manners. He was polite. He liked the finer things in life that success brought him. Uh, he was always the well liked and respected by his peers and the people from the grips all over to the other stars. And do you remember some of the different places that you lived? Did you live in Beverly Hills or did you live outside Beverly Hills? Well, mostly in Hollywood, although there was a period of time when I was uh, six years old till 15. I lived in Lake Elsinore, California. Anybody hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that when you went to military school? Yeah, I went to military school from first through sixth grade. And then seven, eight, and nine, I went to the public school in Elsinore. Mm -hmm. And then ninth grade, the second half of the ninth grade, we moved to Los Angeles, my dad and my mother and me. Did you have school friends, other friends that whose parents were in show business? Not that I know of. <laughs> Just, I think, um, you know, we only have about five more minutes. I know there's some audience questions as well, but, um, you know, we just, if anyone is interested in asking Bela some questions while he's here, we'd love to. Or if you want to ask Ileana a question as well, we'd be happy to. I'd be, yeah, I think right here we have a question. I believe we have a mic coming to you. Yeah, go ahead and yell. Hello? I'll repeat Hello? the question for the audience. So the question is, of course, we heard his favorite movies from Bela Jr., but did your dad have any movies in particular that he was fond of? Well, that's a good question. I think the answer is White Zombie. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a very low-budget film, as it turned out. And uh, they had a vacancy in the, in the director slot. So my dad actually was proud to, to say that 
Any other questions from the audience? I think we have time for two more. Right here, you can go ahead and yell and I'll repeat it. So the question is, did Bela Jr. ever consider acting himself, and why or why not? Did you consider acting? Never did, and I'll tell you why. I took his good advice. He thought that talent was either two subjects of agents and producers, and he thought that I should have a profession where I had more independence. Turned out to be good, right? I have a quick question. Mason did, but I didn't have the talent. <laughs> We had the looks, though. Uh, I had a quick question. Um, it, it, people talk about the, you know, the rivalry between Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, but that was really more of a publicity stunt, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And you know, I've appeared with Sarah Karloff in a lot of different venues, and uh, we all always kid each other about that. But it, it was a rumor. Rum, you know, Karloff and Lugosi had such different backgrounds and upbringings, and different lifestyles. You know, Boris would like a cup of tea together with like a fine cigar. Boris <laughs> uh, would like working in the garden, and Dad would like skiing. So they're two completely different people. Uh, and they had certainly competition, but no animosity like, like you see here in Washington. <laughs> and, also, read that your dad was a fan of Marlon Brando. Let me just say that he was. I went to a movie in Hollywood, and I can't remember which title it was. With Marlon Brando, and he thought he thought he was the finest then performing actor. We have an audience question right here. So the question is, Martin Landau portraying Bela Lugosi. Well, yes, I, I met with Martin Landau afterwards. And we had a very good relationship. We went to lunch together. And I talked to him about that. He didn't write the script. He, but he faithfully performed my dad. The objection I have with the script, of course, it had portrayed him in doing things he never did, saying things he never said. Well, that's always, that must always be tough, you know, perception. What do you think is the biggest sort of uh, misrepresentation of your father? Maybe let me play one part. I think we have time for one more question before. Back here, if you don't mind shouting. No problem. Um, did your father have a favorite director that you'd like to work with? So the, uh, the question is, did Bela Lugosi have any directors that he particularly liked working with? Yeah, I don't know. But I can tell you that because of a huge age difference, that's not the kind of thing that me and I would talk about. So, yeah. What was the best advice he ever gave you? Well, probably in the form of his work, work ethic. He was so committed to perfection in his characterization 
you know, he could do one take. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, but let's give it up for both Ileana and Bella. Thank you, thank you. Um, quickly, we also want to say a very, very generous thank you to the Alex Film Society for bringing our podcast on today. Of course. Thank you. Uh, this is the film scene with Ileana Douglas. If any of you guys are podcasters, I co-produced this show and I co-host it. And I have to say, I am just as much a producer of the show as a fan. I sit in studio with Ileana. I'm constantly floored by the amount of knowledge that she has about the industry. She's just as passionate and just as much a cinephile as everyone in this room. It's a wonderful show. We featured everyone from Alfred Molina to Rose McGowan to Ruta Lee. To Moby, we had Moby on a couple days ago too. So if you love a deep dive, sort of nerdy, obsessive look at the history of cinema, you have to check out Ileana's show. Enjoy the film. Yes, and thank you to the Alex Film Society. Thanks for tuning into the film scene with Ileana Douglas, airing exclusively on the Popcorn Talk Network. We bring you this show for free because we're just as passionate and borderline obsessed with film as you are. And it would mean a lot if you would please subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It takes five minutes to review the show, but it helps other film junkies find the show and continue to spread a love of classic and contemporary film. For guest inquiries or live bookings, you can email me, Jeff Graham, at guests at afterbuzztv.com. That's G-U-E-S-T-S at A-F-T-E-R-B-U-Z-Z dot com. For more incredible film content, Check us out online at The Popcorn Talk, and we'll see you after the credits.